0: our endeavor to cover all things Carpinteria, we've been talking to people who know the town best and who share the passion that residents have for living here. This time, I reached out to one of the most recent recipients of quite an honor. This is Something to Carp About, and my guest is Carpinterian of the Year, Beth Cox. Well, Beth, let's start at the beginning. Tell us about you and your history with Carpinteria. Um,
1: my name is Beth Cox. Uh, thank you for having me here. Um, my family has always come to Carpinteria since I was, I actually spent my second birthday here, which was, um, not too long ago. (laughs) Um, we moved here in 92. Um, my parents, my dad was from a small little town in Southport in England and had always said he wanted to eventually move here. So I grew up in the San Fernando Valley. Um, and, uh, it was difficult for my mom, Sally Green. Um, to move from the place she'd known for forever, but, um, now she never leaves. So, um, yeah, we've, I've been here for my, my husband, Grant, uh, was pretty much born here, um, and still calls me a transplant. So, yeah,
0: (laughs) I get that vibe a lot from, you know, from the time I've been here. Yeah. Uh, you know, I lived in Santa Barbara and was told you can't be a local if you're there for under 20 years, um, that sort of thing. How did your dad find out about Carpinteria?
1: Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I feel like he ventured up this way a lot for, he was in the cement, um, concrete industry and he came up this way for, for different trips and stuff and such. But, um, uh, I, I, probably also, my mom, her family lived in, uh, back, back country of Bakersfield and they would come over here like so many Bakersfield people do come to Carp to vacation so that was probably part of it as well
0: okay and like most people they get a taste of carp and they want more yes for Uh, sure maybe for it to never go away yeah Uh, okay so we have a chance to look at a certain period of time you're here in the early 90s what are your earliest memories of carp and uh, what changes did you see Uh, let's kind of chronologically when you came here in the 90s what was happening in town?
1: um well it certainly wasn't as expensive as it is now mm-hmm. <laughs> um uh there's definitely been a, we, i was just chatting with my girlfriends we went to bottle rock up in napa over the weekend and um we were talking about mill's drug store on the corner where we have that little bench um the old chevron station where um coffee bean used to be there and you no know, there that's a new place um and definitely you know lots of development but I think really good good things um really excited about our carp skate park and um but in in the 90s I I feel like it wasn't as busy certainly and um I feel like carp was looked at by Santa Barbara Montecito um that area as like the stepchild of of Santa Barbara County and now as many of us know you know we're we are the the happening spot, and everybody wants to live in Carpentria.
0: Queen of the Coast.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, and I had even heard stories that uh, prior to the time you were here, maybe like the 70s, it was kind of a rough and tumble community. It was a a, a favorite biker hangout, uh, yeah. and, and you wouldn't know it today from if you saw it back then.
1: Right, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah.
0: You've seen so much change then. Um, does it surprise you to see it changing so much now? It, I mean, we're at a, a, a crossroads in a lot of areas, and there are a lot of things happening now. I'm digging it, being here as a news person right. and, uh, and, and and seeing it all happen. But I lack perspective, which is why I like talking to folks like you.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's especially in, in the neighborhood we live in, in Conchaloma, um, you know, it's it's difficult for... Uh, us to see, you know, we we have family friends who would love to purchase a home in in Conchaloma. And um, when we have there, there's just so much money out there. Um, We work in the we have a landscape um, construction gardening company. Um, And it's, it's, it's incredibly admirable. But at the same time, it's just it blows our mind how much money is out there. Um, And for people to be have that much wealth and just, you know, throw down, you know, 500 to a million dollars over asking price. It's, it's difficult for people that have grown up here and, you know, would like to purchase um, for their family or for their, their children. Um, And so that I think is, it's shocking, but at the same time, obviously, you know, growth and, and things have to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good for our economy, but at the same time, it's it's unfortunate that there's so many locals that are unable to afford to live here anymore.
0: Right. There's a cusp. Um, there's a little gray area there uh, with the example of what you just referred to, somebody having the money uh, to, to get over the top and over the hump of this right. terrible situation we're in now. Um, as opposed to people who, uh, just want to have a place to live and go to work each day. Yeah. Uh, and they might have come into a windfall or be in good times in their life from stimulus or whatever it might be. Right. And even they can't afford a place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think definitely more affordable, affordable housing. Um, but another, um, good friend, her, um, her daughter and son, and their two children were the lucky winners of the lottery of um, those places right off of Ogden and Balacito. Oh, wow. Um, out of 20. And um, we're so thrilled that that, that happened. Um, Robin Carlson, um, her, her daughter and son. Um, so there's, you know, good things like that, that we're doing with, with affordable housing. But um, and then there's, the you know, do we want to um, build on the bluffs, and no, I'm I'm completely against that because um, <laughs> I walk there daily with my with my wild ones, my dogs, my two dogs. Yeah. Um, so there's a you know there's a balance in everything, and that's why there are so many people that want to come here because it is such a beautiful place, and and um, we have protected our lands and our bluffs and our bluffs too and our Rincon parks and our beaches. Um, you know just living in Conchaloma, the amount of of non-local traffic parking in in that neighborhood to go to the beach or to use the campground beaches um, it's it's overwhelming
0: yeah
1: for sure yeah well and, uh, and has definitely changed over the years uh-huh yeah uh,
0: the expansion 101. Has its upside and its downside. Uh, the upside being it'll bring that many more people here to visit, but the downside being that many more will want to stay. Right. Um, how do you see it all kind of playing out? I mean, you, you made a reference to a lottery for new properties uh, for average working people, or even, you know, like I said, even people that are doing better than most people still can't afford a place. Right. Is that what we're looking at maybe as a model?
1: I, I mean, I, I don't see how we can, you know, uh, how else are we gonna do it? You know, I mean, unless we have a, a, we go into a, you know a complete recession here um, i don't i don't see how how else we can keep people and their families to be able to afford to live here so
0: yeah it almost is going to take a law it would seem you know it's that extreme yeah uh, but
1: then there's you know homeowners who have, have you know again i'm referring to Conchaloma, a family just lost the matriarch and um, you know, some of the family wanted to to sell the house and, and the others wanted to keep it. And it was a seven day escrow, um, for cash, you know? Um, so those that do have property, you know, it's quite, quite right that they want to sell for that much. I mean, good for them that they've had this property that, you know, they probably bought in the forties or fifties and it's now worth well over $2 million. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't, I wish everyone could you know live, live in Carpentry, not everyone, but um, you know <laughs> that we could all get along, I guess.
0: You made reference to it with the uh, proposal on the bluffs and, and we're seeing it also with the surfliner. Uh, what do you make of the town being, apparently, or at least on the surface, so resistant to change? I know we're a small community. I've been in small towns before where this is the kind of thing. Um, is it, is it how unique it is and that we just want to keep it that way? Or is a lot of it just kind of stubborn, old fashioned, don't want to be modern thinking?
1: I think it's probably a combination of, you know, we don't want to get too big. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm all for the surf liner, um, because it's going to bring in business. It's, you know, it might not be the perfect location, you know, but it, it, it's one of those, you know, let's, let's let it happen. And, and I'm sure it will, you know, just like nobody wanted the building where a Chevron was, um, you know, that's, that's now a, a new little cafe. Um, you know, change, change has to happen and, and it's good for, for our small town shops and, and for our economy in, in Carpentria. Um, but with respect to, I guess, you know, open land, um, like I said, that's, you know, I, I feel like that's a little bit different. Um, is, is, it, is it stubbornness and, and not wanting to change? I'm not, I'm not sure. I just, I, I think that we have to give and take.
0: All right. Uh, I wasn't going to put you on the spot with the surf liner thing, no, uh, but since you brought it up, <laughs> um, I'm fascinated by this debate because I'm a newcomer to Carpinteria. Like I said, I've been on the South Coast a long time, but I just landed here 10 months ago. And uh, it surprises me to see so much passion on both sides of this, Uh, particularly when the Bluffs proposal came up and was shot so mercilessly out of the sky Mm -hmm. so quickly. And you have another development here in town. Um, Would you agree that the people who are proposing to build this maybe could uh, give us a little more information because that's what I'm hearing from the people who are against us. Like we don't have a clear cut vision of what that's going to mean to the parking, to the community garden, to that area in general. It's hard for me to visualize as Mm -hmm. a newcomer. Like I said, I've been as uh, objective as I can be. I just want to see what it's going to look like and what's going to be there.
1: Um, I, I guess I have to disagree because they, they have opened it up to the public to go on tours over there. They've come to different groups, different um, organizations in, in Carpentry, our Rotary group, um, along with the, the same where um, Austin's is that those developers have come multiple times because obviously the parking and all of those different concerns, believe me, it's, it's there. Um, But I feel as though they are very willing to work with everybody involved. Um, And so um, I think if you just reach out to them, they will, because I know for a fact that there were multiple um, times that they were putting out there that you can come and look at the plans. You will give you a, a whole field trip of, of what it's going to look like. And, um, and uh, so I I think people just need to reach out um, Mm -hmm. and cause they're very willing to work with everybody.
0: Okay. Well, this kind of falls into line (laughs) with uh, uh, something I I've made uh, kind of a big deal about since getting here. And even when I lived in Santa Barbara, it was noticeable to me how little news coverage Carpinteria got Mm -hmm. or how, like you said, the stepchild mentality with Ventura and Santa Barbara Media, not always giving Carpinteria love right uh that major I'm, stories here take a week to show up in yeah. NewsHawk or whatever right
1: that are i think on kuit for forever carpentry was spelled incorrectly on, oh for dear the, for the wet for the weather I didn't know or that. it didn't get named at all <laughs> oh god oh wow <laughs> well uh
0: what i was referring to is uh the lack of coverage in general may be part of the reason we haven't seen detailed design drawings mm-hmm. uh, in other words um, even with what scant coverage we get, I hear more about the opposing side than the people who want to build it. And that's right. what I'm saying. I would like to see, like you said, maybe more coverage in the media yeah. uh, to where I wouldn't have to take a tour. Um, right. and, and then for us to have all the facts on both sides, and I know that's probably coming because of the vote that's coming in November over yeah. whether to change the master plan.
1: Right. Have, have them on your show.
0: It's going to happen. Okay. <laughs> I almost in, in, uh, envision a octagon cage match kind of thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the mediator. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're with Carpenterian of the Year Beth Cox, it's something to carp about and we'll be right back.
2: We're at the Santa Barbara County Animal Shelter and I will be translating messages that some of our friends want to share about dog licensing. This is Randy. What do you have to say, Randy? Us dogs here at the shelter are happy to know that there are caring and responsible dog owners in our community who get their dogs licensed. How about you, Matilda? I just want the listeners to know that dog licenses help Santa Barbara County Animal Services operate three open-door shelters. What do you have to say, little Merle? I want to remind the dog owners in Santa Barbara County that they are required by law to license their dogs. Licensing your dog proves you're a responsible pet owner and helps us animals at the shelter find loving homes. Be a responsible dog owner. It licenses your dog's ticket home. Show you care. License your dog. It's the law. To learn more about purchasing a dog license in Santa Barbara County, visit www.projectpetsafe.org.
0: And we're back. My guest is Beth Cox, and we're talking all things carpinteria. Beth, how does carp manage to stay so pure when times are so cynical?
1: Oh, um, I think again, the people, um, I mean, the, the beauty is just incredible here. Um, I, uh, I walk daily with my dogs, as I said earlier, um, the Franklin trail is incredible. Our, our farms are, it's just, you know, one of a kind, both flowers and cannabis. Um, and I don't know we we we've been through the ringer here in Carpinteria um you know flood fire fire flood and a pandemic um and uh this community is is one of a kind and I think that that's another reason why going back to the balance and uh, um change and and do we change or do we stay the same um you know, there's definitely transplants like yourself, like me, who have moved here and and, and make um, make this place their home and and um, add to the community and add to the goodness and the um, purity of it. Um, but there is definitely something about the people that that are here, um, and I and I I definitely think that's that's how we've all kept our heads above water.
0: Well, uh, you refer to the adversity we've seen in recent years, just in general on the South Coast, and it's more. It seems to me it's like Carpinteria came out of it not with this, with a toughness, warrior-proven kind of attitude, but with a smile on its face. Yes, and things could actually still be worse.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, I mean, and I, I like to, I like to think of my, um, I'm, I'm actually putting it together this week it's already together but um we have a first senior week next week for the graduating class of 2022 um my company is putting chs 2022 in the car part up on the mountain um francis brand oh, i love um, it uh, generously has donated his um plateau um i used to do it on on at the top of Franklin Trail but um have moved over to private property um and so that will be going up this coming Friday and I I like to think you know th- that heart and and hope in are really um it's always there not yeah. not just with a PVC 18 20 foot sign it's it's a, it's always shining over our town very sure. cool
0: very cool uh, I, I'm impressed by the diversity as well and you touched on something there. Uh, very, very family-oriented community. This Mm -hmm. is not uh, the kind of place you could easily label it or stereotype it as like a retirement, a lot of old folks around. But in fact, when you say seniors, when I say seniors in the paper, it's high school seniors. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That amuses me, you know, because right away you're thinking, oh, you know, it's for senior citizens.
1: Yeah, because those those kids talk about what they've been through. I mean, my daughter graduated from Carpai last year and uh, um, Gerardo, our principal um, at the graduation, her class started in ninth grade and that was the Thomas fire. And then they had the floods and then they had the pandemic. And he stated that their high school career, they had only actually been in school for a little under two years. Wow. like physically in school. So I feel like the class of 22 is, is definitely up there with them and, and what they've had to come through. Um, so to celebrate them is, is I think pretty important.
0: And appropriate. Absolutely. Seems to be a town that enjoys a good rumor. Uh, you know, we have some celebrities who live here. It's always a matter of what you heard and who's coming and going. And then there's Trader Joe's. <laughs>
1: And the palms, the palms is not reopening. Okay. I was gonna
0: get that. I was gonna <laughs> get to the palms. I really was.
1: I mean, uh, we all wanted. I actually, I think I'm pretty sure it was last night. I had, I had a dream that I was at the palms and I was eating their croutons. Oh. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. It, you know, it, we're we have little secret celebrities here in town, and and you know we've got our halos and we've got our pitchforks, and <laughs> um, and I and I, I feel like it's also, it also goes back to uh um, the local mentality of, of us living here and we're small, you know, I mean, things get around, but I'm pretty sure Kevin Costner is not buying the palms. Um,
0: well, and- what have you heard? I mean, um, I will be honest with you. I'm trying to get a podcast together on that topic. Yeah. The Bennets don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know, leaning more toward grabbing people for their memories of what happened and everything, but we know it's for sale. Yes. Uh, there's a listing. You can go look at the video for that, but right. that's right where the information seems to stop. Yeah,
1: I, I, I mean, I, I feel, I feel, I feel for those guys, you know, because they can't walk down the. They're celebrities themselves. Um, they can't walk down the street without being asked questions. So, just leave them alone. They worked, but <laughs> they they worked a really long, hard hard um life and and I think they just want to you know I feel like COVID and the pandemic kind of changed things for them and got got perspective of you know life is incredible without working in a restaurant on a daily basis or running a restaurant on a daily basis Mm -hmm. um so I kind of respect their you know wanting to just be done and it is what it is and but it would be really nice if we could have some kind of a goodbye. <laughs> yeah. That
0: seems to be a closure, uh, seems yeah. to have been missing in the, in, in the whole affair there. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and then there's the future. It's yeah. like, uh, everybody is so intensely curious. I would put this at the number one rumor in town, even ahead of Trader Joe's yeah. because we kind of put that to bed a couple weeks ago. I, I asked Trader Joe's uh-huh. and they said, not right now. Yeah. So, but the Palms, it's an open-ended kind of thing. Everybody, I think is hoping upon hope Mm-hmm. for a, 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 an ownership group or owner that is like the ones we just had. Right.
1: Yeah. And
0: is that to too end. much to hope for?
1: No. And to keep it the way that it, that it has been, you know, that was its own community too. You know, I mean, how many avocado festivals did I hang out there after my husband's band played, you know, um, it, it is an integral part of this community for sure, but things change. Yeah. You know? yeah. And unfortunately, a pandemic took, took it to change. So,
0: Yeah, and, and like we've been saying, it's it's just a matter of wanting the story to have a, a happy ending. Yes,
1: you know? for sure. Uh, uh, because and, the,
0: the place is so beloved.
1: And some croutons. <laughs> that
0: would help. <laughs> <laughs> We're with Beth Cox. It's something to carp about, and we'll be right back. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
1: I'm working two jobs, and my husband works too. My kids go to school with your kids. I'm one out of every six Americans, and my family is struggling with hunger. I believe in this country, but it's hard to believe so many Americans have to choose between paying bills and feeding families. Visit feedingamerica.org and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for those struggling with hunger. Together we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad
0: Council. And we're back. We're talking to Beth Cox, the Carpenterian of the Year, and we were talking about the palms and all the rumors around town and Trader Joe's and whatnot. What are your favorite places to eat and drink and hang out around carp? I, I have yet to find a bad eating experience here. I think all the restaurants are great in their yes, own way. They are. You can get pretty much anything you want. Um, what do you enjoy?
1: Um, I would say my very favorite restaurant is Zooker's. Um, like, I just found out about that oh, a few days ago. Oh my gosh.
0: Driving up uh, Carpinteria Avenue and I just yeah. happened to turn to the right. It's yeah. tucked away in there
1: yeah, no, to
0: where it's almost hidden.
1: Brent and Jeannie, Jeannie is the owner and, um, her son Brent, they've been, I've, I actually worked there when, uh, I was in law school, um, for about, I want to say it was three or five, three, three to six months, I want to say. Um, but, uh yeah they Zucker's chicken sandwich my husband and I go every Tuesday there's she definitely has a local um you know her regulars uh the food liaison is just unbelievable um Jason and Narasha are not only I mean I Narasha mean, is the most amazing chef um and Beatrice who runs the place with them um and their catering is incredible. Um, Teddy's is fantastic. Um, Love Teddy's. I'm thinking of all the places. I have Bunko tonight with some ladies and I'm hosting, so I have to go and get my gifts. And I'm thinking of all the places that I have to hit today to get gift certificates for the winners tonight. Um uh doms my son just started working at a little doms they're they're doing a phenomenal job
0: I have yet to try that one that's on my list i've got to get there yeah
1: they're, they're, they're nothing great. but good things yeah, yeah for sure and then you know we've got our, our share of pizza and italian a little um you know italian and and uh Siam elephant has the best uh Ginger chicken with vegetables.
0: Delicious.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then there's our breweries, you know, Brew Mm -hmm. Brew Lab and Island Brewing Company is um, where I make all my. Do all my fundraising and and have many many connections there.
0: Bumped into you a few times down there. Yes. I nothing like a, I mean that is the local hangout spot. It yeah. seems like to me, and I love Rincon Brewing too. Yes. The food's good. Oh, Rincon's uh, great. And I've got to get to Brew Lab. I hear tell they do a vinyl night where you can bring your records oh, in and they'll yes. play them.
1: Right up your alley for <laughs> sure. And Rincon Mountain Winery, but right down the way. Yeah, um, they're right. fantastic as well and a beautiful family. Um, but yes, um, Steve actually just got married to Amy, who runs Pacific Health Foods.
0: Well, look at that.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's a small little town.
0: And uh, for places to hang out, well, you, you named probably the best, and that's the Bluffs. Um, it, uh, I go there many times a week. Uh, there's Carpenter Estate Beach in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, where's your favorite place to people watch?
1: Um, probably, actually, I was going to say Sunburst i love sunburst it's they have done an amazing job yes ryan and ashley well done um we needed another place to um you know just different um my wine seems to go down a little too quick when i'm there um (laughs) eric eric um is doing a great job managing it and uh that's a great place to people watch
0: yeah you know why i haven't tried it yet I can't get in there.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> Last couple of times, honestly, so busy. it's like there is literally a line down the street yeah. you know, waiting to get onto that deck. and
1: Yeah, they've
0: done a great job. Life go by on Carpentaria Avenue. Fantastic. Yeah. From what I read, you aren't somebody who just sits and says, wouldn't this be great or wouldn't that make our town better? You just go ahead and do it or at least get the ball rolling. Yeah, A lot of admiration for that. Thank you. You
1: know? Thanks.
0: Um, at what point in your life did you realize that you know, helping out and helping others is its own reward.
1: Um, I I feel like I that was kind of ingrained in me from a, an early start. My mom Sally Green, um, she and my my dad as well. Um, she has been in the volunteering realm for as long as I can remember. Um, she was in the PTA or parents groups. Um, she would um, volunteered at a um, volunteer group down in the San Fernando Valley, um, totally spacing on the name of it. Um, and then when we moved up here, she was, um, just stepped right into girls Inc and boys and girls club and, um, carpentry education foundation. She's been a part of for forever. Um, always been really interested in the, you know, the education part of that. So, um, I, you know, it's kind of just been a part of my life. And, um, and then when my dad, um, got sick and, Um, passed away. Um, Cancer, you know, rocked our world. And and so the American Cancer Society just seemed like um, that next step. And, um, you know, I just always think, I guess I I think big. Um, And so I took it to the next level and started the paddle out with Relay for Life. Um, And then a couple of years later, I started the Franklin Trail and put the big hope on the top of the hill um so that it could we we could include more people that you know not not everybody likes walking around a track or a a field um and so to open it up so that people had space you know in in different ways um and uh I don't know Rotary is amazing I you know had made so many connections there and taken over the beautiful Carpentria calendar Rick Joyce started that and he mm-hmm. handed that to me a couple of years ago pretty honored to do to do that and um, yeah
0: it's like you do what everybody around here does honestly you hike and you help out and you see what needs doing yeah. to keep this a really nice place yeah you know yeah. and everybody's got to eat and everybody's got their needs mm-hmm. and um, and uh, it's not always spread around equally as we were referring to earlier so. right. Um, you know, thank goodness for people like you. And it it isn't always helping groups. Sometimes you have to listen to one person at a time.
1: Yep. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And actually hear them, not just listen. Right. Right.
0: Uh, I got you. Are there any boundaries? If you want to help out these days, these days, it seems like you don't have to look very far to find somebody who needs it anyway. And... Outreach here is pretty effective, too, I see, in in the groups that do provide the help.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I I mean, we have three Rotary Clubs in this town. (laughs) Per capita? That's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) Um, One of our checks got sent to, for the Carpentry at Calendar Sales, um, one of our checks got sent to the wrong Rotary Group, and... Uh, the woman was like, "Why do we have three rotaries in this town?" But it's you know there are different there are different likes and different things that you know different groups want to do and um, you know we we all come together I feel like in 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 our own ways to to for the one goal of you know just to to give back to our community, um, but I I don't, that's kind of a stumpy question.
0: Well, uh, not only that. They break up the Rotary Club to the time of day that people can make it. Yes. So instead of just having one that meets the difference, like you have three separate uh, yep. uh, groups of people. Yes. Uh, that's actually kind of more efficient, I think, in a way. It I keeps think that so many too. more people available to help.
1: For sure. You know? Yes.
0: If you could boil it down to a few items or topics, what do you think are Carpentry's most urgent needs? What change still needs to happen here?
1: Um... Well, I, I definitely think making sure that our, our youth are um, taken care of, it's, it's um, obviously with, with last week's um, incident in Texas, um, life is so different for them in comparison to you know, just five years ago, I mean, TikTok and all of these different things, I feel like any kind of outlet that we can give our our kids to, um, talk about mental health and, um, and know that, you know, that they are good in themselves. And, and, um, I, I think that that is definitely something that we all need to focus on in any way that we possibly can, um, uh, I feel like our our um, group that feeds um the homeless on on Wednesdays is doing a phenomenal job. Um, Terry Simber is absolutely wonderful at at running that. Um, I know quite a few other people do as well. Um, she's just the first that's coming to mind um you know we we have a, a really strong uh community in in taking care of um our homeless and you know, they seem to just keep coming back to Carpinteria. I mean, yeah, why would you not want to live here? And and on my travels on the bluffs, you know, I see my regular um male male homeless and, and um they're they're always working on those different trails or washing cars or, you know, um but there there is there is an issue in, in our town. Um and so I I think um that's, that's definitely a need as well. And um, going back to what we were talking about earlier is um, housing and, and affordability to remain here.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the heavier side of it. Yeah. Uh, but you bring up youth and seniors as needing the most help, and they don't have the money. Mm-mm. So it says a lot you know, about giving of yourself. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, it's a lot of what drew me to Carpinteria, the Bluffs itself. And the fact that the town is so passionate about keeping that the way it is was just a huge plus uh, for me coming here. Yeah. Um, you're the Carpenterian of the year. What does this entail? And when did you find out that you might be in the running for this? How long has this been around? I, I didn't even know there was such a thing until you
1: <laughs> were named. Well, actually, that. I am not the Carpenterian of the year. Um, Clyde Freeman is Carpenterian of the year 2021. I got 10 minutes. I'm of the year 2020.
0: Oh, <laughs> okay. I didn't know, but it's okay.
1: Um, <laughs> it's a chamber of commerce, um, and I, I couldn't tell you what number I was. I'm apparently I'm the youngest carpenterian of the year, um, and it's at normally at, uh, revealed at the chamber of commerce event, um, which normally happens between February and March, um, which is people call it the Academy Awards of um, um and you don't know. You don't know until they're actually announcing the uh, carpenter of the Year um, from the year before. Um, so Lori Bowles was carpenter of the Year for 2019, and she got gypped as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything
0: was crazy. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: So normally they name... In so in 2020, Lori got named for 2019, and obviously we didn't have one in 2021, so I was 2020. And so that was the first time ever that they did two in one night. I see. Um, And so they um, do a little, you know, anonymous detail uh, about the person, and they, um, you know, say person, not male or female. And so um, there were a couple of things that she said, and I was like think that that might be me. And then she said something else and I was like, no. And my mouth went super dry and my heart started beating and my husband's like, it's you, Beth. And he, he, my, my husband knew there was a few people that knew prior. Um, but it's, it's supposed to be a um, top secret. And there's a panel, which I, who knows who it is, like Karen Graff, who, um, is a huge proponent and, um, volunteer with the chamber of commerce, um, says that she doesn't even know who's on the panel. It's very top secret. And, um, uh, so yeah, it was, it was quite an incredible honor. Um, they named me and then I have no idea what I said. Um, (laughs) watched it off of Larry Nimmer's, um, YouTube, uh, video, which was fantastic. Um, and then Clyde was um, announced, and he is absolutely a, another one of those just gems of a carpent- carpentry And has given to the Lions Club and so many carpenter education foundations, so many other um, things in our town. So you need to have Clyde on on the on the podcast as that well
0: probably will happen you know in the very near future yeah uh, so you don't wear a sash and cut ribbons uh, or anything we, like they that, gave or... us
1: um, curtis lopez um, who's in the ring and uh, he i think his son got him a sash and so he <laughs> he has started the sash i love it so we got the sash and um, oh nice um, he he started the tradition I think I think he's getting them for a couple of the previous car of the year but're I'm now in the koi Club that's what they told me <laughs> so it, it's it's an incredible honor for sure
0: I guess so and you know just on paper and what we know we learn that to have that honor you don't have to be born and raised here
2: Mm-mm. you
0: don't have to be from here Yeah, you have to be good uh, in your soul and be giving of yourself and um, that that just has to make it uh, uh, double the honor to be Carpenterian yes, of the year for sure I've just got to want to help and give and keep on giving yeah um, it's been my honor uh, thank hey, you very thank much you. for being this on the fun. podcast today and uh, let's uh, ride out the future of Carpenteria together let's see what happens
1: yeah thanks so much Dennis mm-hmm.
0: Something to Carp About is now available wherever you get your podcasts, including Stitcher, Podomatic, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. We're sponsored by Pacific Prairie Productions, specializing in radio syndication and podcast production. Call 805-500-3144. Talk to you next time. I'm Dennis Mitchell.